Let's go. All right. Welcome back to the Not Your Average Nice Guys podcast. This is Dan, and I'm here with my co-host, Colleen, and our super special guest, Danielle O'Leary, who is the Director of Economic Development and Innovation of San Rafael. And uh, Danielle, I'd love, I'd love for you to just talk about your background um, uh, and just kind of how you, how you wound up in your position today. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm yes. so honored. I, I feel, feel like very I'm happy to have you here. The me. honor is yeah. ours. <laughs> yeah. It's great to see how far you've come, and thank you for having me here today. Um, trying to think about how I got to this position, it was pretty economic development in general was kind of random. I was a um, business major, entrepreneurship, thought I was going to kind of branch out into the fashion world, and I fell into an internship in a city down in Palm Desert, Palm Springs area, and really fell in love with helping people and businesses in particular, Mm -hmm. so it helped kind of stoke the entrepreneurial side of my interest, and then I just kind of hung with it and went to college and got my degree in uh, entrepreneurship and business administration, and I just kind of followed this government Mm. path, and once I was in there for more than five years, I realized I really liked it. And that I had a lot of opportunity to help businesses in a way that made my job always interesting, right? Like I wasn't just doing one specific business task. I yeah. was meeting with every kind of industry you could think of. And so yes. from a from like an interest point, every day was really challenging and exciting. And I, I just stuck that. with it. <laughs> so, you know, fast forward... Um, you know, economic development is a field that really focuses on helping existing businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, helping existing businesses. Um, you can hold it. It's easier. Yeah, or, or um, helping them expand, making sure they're successful in your community, looking out for trends that are affecting them. Mm-hmm. Also really helping to state the importance of why you need businesses in the community, the tax revenue, and how it supports community in general. So, you know, I... When, when cannabis came on the scene, you know, it's it's been something that, you know, for the past 20 years under medical, it, it there's been kind of a loose framework. Mm-hmm. Very loose. And, the you wild know, west. The wild west. And now as it begins to be comprehensively regulated through a voter initiative, it's become much more complex. So f- the entrepreneurial buttons on, on me got totally excited when this project was forwarded my way for a different municipality that I worked for, which was Santa Rosa, Yeah, and kind of got, you know, the good luck, get started, and we worked together with the industry for numerous years to really kind of try to develop policies that respected their needs and desires, but also balanced the community's needs and desires, mm-hmm. yeah. and so I had a good amount of exposure to it, yes. and then, you know, Fast forward, this awesome job opportunity in San Rafael to become the director came up. And this was right before Proposition 64 was passed. Uh-huh. And so, you know, going to my new um, career move, I, I mentioned that I had done work in this space and that if and when a community discussion came up, that I definitely wanted to be a resource. So, boom, we kind of have the election. There mm-hmm. was the overwhelming support for it. And then that's kind of where the ball started to get rolling for the San Rafael um, cannabis regulation development. That's interesting. So you're, I wondered about that when you were in Santa Rosa. Um, so it just landed on your desk as part of the yes. to-dos that happened for your position. Correct. I Economic see. development, yeah, revenue right? generation, and industry, and there mm-hmm. it was cannabis. Yeah. And so uh, we 
did such amazing work with um, like the Sonoma County Growers Association. Mm -hmm. I got yep. to meet some really just amazing people for me that I looked up to. Tawny Logan was really mm -hmm. wonderful to work with. Now Tawny Scarborough. Um, Hezekiah Allen mm -hmm. being on a panel with him yeah. and thinking, oh my goodness, he's so brilliant. What, he's do, what do I even man. have to offer? Why am I on this panel? Yeah. Um, and then uh, also Alex Zavell was somebody I really looked up to mm -hmm. and he worked with a lot of different cities out of Robert Raish's office mm -hmm. for policy development. So I began to quickly understand it was beyond just revenue generation, yes. but there's also social equity included yes. in this. And there, there's so many different lenses that can be applied, the ag lens, um, you know, environmental and conservation. Um, it just, it was deeply fascinating. Yeah. So I really felt honored to be able to have a leadership role in that. And so I think we are so lucky. Went. Yeah, well, we're so grateful to I know, have we you are so in grateful. that position. And actually, everything you just said describes so brilliantly how you have treated the cannabis industry and this whole initiative. You really are one of the rare people who are truly on the outside of our industry. You don't yeah, touch yeah. the green. You don't sell it. You don't manufacture it. You don't have anything to do with it in your career, and. I don't deal with very many people. I mean, maybe bag vendors or something, but I don't deal with very many people outside of this industry who have as much support for us as someone like you. So oh. you are a light for all of us. You've been, you've treated us very fairly through all of the processes. Danielle, maybe I'm going too fast, but Danielle no. has really, you, did you, you wrote the whole policy for this? I mean, you've handheld all of us, both sides, the cannabis yeah. side yeah. and the city side. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost is people treating people with respect, yep. right, on both sides. We're all people. We're all coming to this with good intentions mm -hmm. and wanting to see this um, whole new space take off in a positive direction. I think I'm particularly drawn to artists and craft local mm -hmm. and kind of ag-based mm -hmm. farming. And certainly in Sonoma County, that was very important to us. But for me in general, since I can be, you know, I remember being yay high, entrepreneurship, small business, that was kind of drummed into me. Mm -hmm. So to be able to have any kind of influence over that and how we do this here in San Rafael and in Marin County, I really wanted to make sure those values were upheld. And those are community values. We are so lucky. The city so, of San Rafael is lucky to have you on all you. accounts of, as business you. people and as I'm also a citizen of yeah. San Rafael. Absolutely. We, yeah, we, as a, as a cannabis business, we wouldn't be here without all the effort ah. that you put into it. So we, we recognize that and we're Well, you guys showed up and you brought your A game. You were always prepared. You participated in public meetings. You were willing to answer hard questions and explain things to people who maybe have had very limited exposure. So I think that's really part of it. The education piece is so important. And in the Santa Rosa model, mm. you know, we were doing tours and we were also focused on different parts of the supply chain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had cultivation and that that was a much burlier yes, item to tackle. Sure. Um, and here we really focused on kind of different niches within the supply chain, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. delivery where you're at being the retail piece and then kind of more of that wholesale piece, the infused product manufacturing, mm -hmm. laboratory, and... Um, Distribution. distribution, yeah. And so we we really needed to know our ground game, I, th I think. And I feel like the San Rafael program reflects a good ground game of I knowing what's so. here Absolutely. and what is needed. Completely. Yeah. And, and just I'm curious, 
out of those different licenses, has has there been like a sector or uh, an area, like for example, where delivery, then there's distribution, there's there's the labs. Has there been one that has been more challenging to yeah. to to get through or um, for the operators or for you guys as yeah, you know good, writing the laws? That's a good question. Actually, very insightful question. And I would say laboratories are very difficult, and we did not expect that at the time, but the capital requirements are enormous. Mm -hmm. yep. The talent knowledge base you have to draw from is, you know, a bit More harder limited. to come by. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, just the state regulations um, with how strict they are in the labs, because the labs prove like their place is such a crucial public safety, consumer mm -hmm. safety no question. space. Yes. The state's taking it really seriously. So I think to be an entrepreneur in the lab space is very hard. And, and, and then <laughs> yeah. well, that's what we're seeing, right, in the lack of applications. Although I think more and more the, the niche is starting to be discovered, but you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think a lab licensee can be in any other part of the supply chain. So right. The, right. you really have to be just like all in on that and understand what you need to do. And so that one has been our hardest, okay. I think, to That's to the draw. one I would have imagined. Yeah, delivery is the most popular. Um, followed by, uh, I would say, distribution and infused products. Mm -hmm. it, it it swings. Sometimes people are more on the infused, and then kind of distribution comes back in. Mm -hmm. okay. And I think those are still markets really feeling their way out. Yeah. Yeah, right. Here we are, I don't know, nine months in or seven, eight months in since July and all of that. Yeah, yeah. people are feeling out, what? Well, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I don't want to yeah. make products anymore. Maybe I'd rather just distribute them. Yeah. People kind of feeling their way where they want to be in yeah. the industry too. Yeah, yeah. And, and the just all the requirements that a manufacturer goes through, right? So their samples yeah. and the batch testing and getting it all packaged up and delivered to the distributor. And then from that point, moving it into a retailer, it's just, there's a lot of angles yes. that I think on top of trying to stay on top of a complex and ever-changing regulatory environment yes. yeah. is stressful. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think um, lab magnifies that times a thousand yeah. and, and the equipment uh, cost. I mean, some machines can be half a million dollars. Wow. Wow. And so you really got to be all in. And you, it, you have to have the equipment in order to get uh, state like to to pass the correct. The state wants wants to see. So that's got to that be it. so challenging. You're, yeah. you're you're like stuck between a rock and a hard place. You you need a lot of funding just to get started. Totally. And what we thought is, um, you know, I've always carried this belief with cannabis and and, and any other um, economic development kind of theory is you're adding new work to old work. Yep. So if I'm a lab and I'm testing these five elements, cannabis is a new piece of work to an already existing older work frame. Yep. But we're not really seeing yet existing labs who test other things coming in and trying to expand in the cannabis space. I'm hoping that'll happen, but I don't yeah. I don't see it yet. Yeah, no, that's yeah. It's interesting. I don't. Yeah. I don't have much insight regarding labs. It's not. Yeah. No, I don't either. I mean, it, yeah, I can understand. That yeah. Balance, so. so, so by far, I think delivery is really our, um, you know, most queried, and then, um, you know, we do get a lot of requests for kind of the retail storefront piece, of but course. we're just not, not there yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that actually kind of leads me into the next question, yeah. and um, you'd mentioned, uh, Marin County. Uh, voting to legalize right and, and it was a large a large number 
Uh, and San Rafael's been relatively slow in rolling out yeah. the process, which actually I, I actually appreciate because it's it means you guys are doing the research and, and really trying to do it right. So what is the next progression? What do you see? Um, sure. I, I feel that probably we want a good year of the pilot program, mm -hmm. just seeing everybody up and running and yep. doing their thing and giving you the space and time to figure it out. Yeah. Also, really just monitoring the ever-changing state regulations. You know, mm -hmm. there's refinements here, refinements there, and making sure that our regulations match those mm -hmm. so that as a business owner, you aren't going in with one requirement here and another requirement there that don't sync up. Yeah. So that does take actually some time yep. sure. to be copacetic with <laughs> the two. But uh, at that point, you know, I could see potentially expansion of the license counts, maybe looking into other categories. But right now... We really want to make sure that our first cohort is able to get nice. get off the <laughs> ground, get started, get through their tenant improvements if they're making them, get you know licensed up and running, mm. and just feel the ecosystem um, I think play that's itself amazing. out yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. How how have we done? How have our li how, us licensees? How you know? Have the worst fears come true? Have, uh, yeah, what's up? So what's our so report card? So crime has not increased. Excellent. Uh, and we uh, had a good discussion with our police chief on that, and she's very supportive Wonderful. of the program. And I have to say, all of our licensees have been tremendously forthcoming, honest, really open about the challenges you're, you're facing, uh, what kind of things the city can do, what you can do to make things easier. So it's been a very open honest and good dialogue. Mm -hmm. I think the community, we've definitely heard feedback, I would say a majority of it positive, that San Rafael is taking a step and providing access and um, feeling like... That was like, another question of mine. I'm yeah. very curious what percentage of the community you do hear from and what you have heard. Yeah. I would, you know, of course, <clears throat> more often than not, people yes. will take the time to tell you what they, what they don't like. Sure. Um, yep. But we haven't heard too many. And I think most of it is is probably around concern or misinformation around access. You know, understanding mm. that a non-storefront retail, is this isn't where people are coming in and coming mm -hmm. out and, and purchasing like a retail storefront. Right. And once people kind of get the full scope of the program, I haven't heard as much. Interesting. And, okay. you know, from, from residents who are customers, they just appreciate that that service is here yeah. and that also a bit of community pride that we stepped out as one of the first cities in Marin yeah. County to tackle this and support and create a new industry, help them onboard. And so I think there's some sense of pride, actually. Well, with that it. leads me into it. Something I wanted to say yeah. to you too is we feel so much pride for San Rafael. I particularly Absolutely. too. You know, my kids go to school in the school district, and I live here, and I feel really proud that we, as a citizen, we've done this. And then as a business um, part of Nice Guys here. We want to show our pride to San Rafael. We're not entirely sure yet how to yeah. do this, but we want to do good deeds. We want to give back. And Absolutely. we'd love to hear also what would what feels like something, how can we show our thanks yeah. to, to the well, community? I guess by being good people here. <laughs> that operators. is number one. Good operators. Being good operators yeah. is number one. But, after, you know, getting involved in, in community things that matter to you, that, that feel or strike kind of that heart chord of importance, I think... You know, one of the beautiful things about local businesses is that they do give back to the community yeah. that way through whether it's fundraiser or ed education or donation or just, yeah. you know, being good stewards 
yeah. in the business community, the community appreciates I can imagine. it. Well, you guys, yeah. yeah, that's sure. that's one of the and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong because you've you know you've seen Santa Rosa and and I'm sure you're tapped into other communities and are yeah. paying attention closely yes. to what they're doing, but. One of the um, conditions of, of legalization that I have seen is this, um, it's, a, it's like uh, public works marketing. It's like getting out into the community. These, because yeah. the stigma is so high, there's, you know, Bloom Farms, perfect example. Yeah. They're, um, they're donating food to people. They're, the, yeah, they're a one-for-one one company. Absolutely. Yeah. Last year, we partnered with them and uh, helped out of the food bank. Yeah. So cannabis businesses are stepping out and, and trying to be good stewards and just doing good things in the community. And um, that's just a condition that I didn't even, I didn't think about that, yeah. you know, pro- like before legalization and since it's it's passed, that's something that I've noticed. Is that something that you would agree with? Or? I would agree with. It's a powerful way to connect and, ex- yeah. and kind of, ex- you know, uh, share stories and begin to familiarize people with something that they may have had limited exposure exposure to. And I think California's model is really unique when you compare it with Washington or Oregon. You know, it was a big win for the Department of Ag to be the group that is, you know, regulating uh-huh. the growers because uh-huh. the Department of Agriculture is <coughs> traditionally very supportive of their farmers and kind of that, that tawar, the whole concept. Uh-huh. And I really was, from an economic development standpoint and having worked in wine country, understanding the importance of that, really excited about those prospects. So I imagine that there will be a lot more of the stewardship with the environment, the farm-to-table discussions, and there will be lots of opportunities for people to come together under that big tent of kind of like food and Mm -hmm. and the good life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I feel a tremendous amount of, well, A, responsibility working in the industry to to educate, but um, I I just, I think that, um, I'm losing my train of thought here. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is early. It's an early uh, podcast. Look at all. Right? More coffee. I lost it. It'll it'll come back. No worries. Well, that uh, leads me to my next question. Uh-huh. We're gonna leave that. In the, we're gonna leave that in the yeah. past. Yeah, um, can always come back. What Sorry. What was one of the What were some of the big concerns that um, you know council had leading up to legalization? And like, what um, What are some of the problems that you've seen, or problems yeah. or, or good things that you've seen other communities doing? Sure, I think it the, probably the first and foremost is always public safety right and Absolutely. and just the fact that there might be limited banking services kind of what's on site what type of yeah. um you know use are you having on on the commercial site and when you're taking a nascent kind of industry that has had limited maybe exposure to regulators it's yes. like two strangers in the bright light yes. right and you're trying to dance and figure oh, out each other such a good and point so, of view and so accurate it's just right and that's a great description of i would say that's an overall reaching theme in it this really world is. in this cannabis yeah. world from lots of different positions but that's a great example it, thank you yeah i that's how i felt right yeah. didn't want to make the wrong move didn't want to make the wrong call making sure that we're giving you good information mm-hmm. making sure the public stays safe and i when you look at the immense amount of regulation that a cannabis business must go through and you compare it to other industries 
it's pretty intense. Yeah. And so I think there's a certain sense of comfort in knowing that from a regulatory yep. side, right? Sure. sure. That, you know, you're, you're vetted, you're fully vetted. Right. And so um, I think the public safety side and just how it all works, right? And so some of the educational things we would do are tours. Mm -hmm. We would tour facilities. We'd look at a chocolate maker who had a chocolate line and then oh, they're also now branching out into a cannabis chocolate mm -hmm. line. Okay. And so really just trying to normalize that, again, that Jane Jacobs approach, old work, new work to old work. Yes. It, it really is that. And then also explaining kind of the, um, I think the big aha moment everybody has as well, oh, well, there's all this talk about revenue and what about the revenue. Right. But it's really in all the services, when you onboard an entire industry, it's all of those other industries that that, yes. that new industry will be utilizing. It's Absolutely. packagers, marketers, lawyers, yes. all the professional sectors that right. service the industry. Those are really tremendous and unique economic impacts mm -hmm. that I've not been able to see in my lifetime and participate in. And it's very different, like, you know, when alcohol was permitted and then there was prohibition, we had a sample of what that world was like before it went away. Right. There's yep. not been a sample for what this world is like. So I think public safety, education on what it is, all the different license types, and then understanding how it relates to your community. So yes. for example, in Santa Rosa, we had a lot of industrial space, big areas where ag community, um, we were able to absorb m more uses. Here we uh -huh. have a very small industrial space with yep. very limited vacancy rates. So, uh -huh. you know, you have to be careful about kind of the speculation and the tension and displacement. Mm -hmm. That was one of the other concerns. Okay. Was it's a fine balance. It's isn't a it? fine balance. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not claiming we've threaded it perfectly, but we're just definitely yeah. always attuned to making sure that we are, are trying to be in touch with mm -hmm. it yep. and, and talking with our industry about it and people who are impacted by it. And mm -hmm. I think our approach through a license, a professional license is unique and it's similar to what the state process is. And uh -huh. some cities do it differently where it's really just kind of a land use zoning piece. So mm -hmm. that's one more area that I think makes the San Rafael one a bit more, okay. a bit more flexible for the operator. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. matters, right? Cause you may yeah. outgrow your space and sure you may want to relocate to a bigger facility. And with the license program, you can, you're not tied yeah. to That's, your premise. Yeah. No, you've done this very carefully. I mean, there's no question from the inside, we would have liked to have done it all a little bit faster. Yeah. But the yeah. truth is now that I see how it's unfolded, it's been done carefully and, um, and we're okay. Like we're yep. making it right. Yeah. We are now. We know what the rules are. It also helps to know what the yeah. guidelines are. Great. Okay. Now we'll follow them. So, yeah. yeah, it's been done carefully, and I think well. And now that we get to step into the adult use world sooner rather than later, yeah. that's a whole new world for us yeah. too. We're gonna claim back some of that. Some of those people from the city I that know. are delivering that was to really the city. Telling actually <clears throat> how quickly. Once that one rule changed, yeah. again, going back to the state, right, and why it's so yes. important to monitor the alignments and changes that they made, it was like once that delivery section said you can deliver anywhere, it was boom. All yes. of a sudden, the advertisements were coming up, and you as a local San Rafael licensee were immediately feeling the impact. Absolutely. And so that's where that 
feedback between what you're experiencing, how Mm -hmm. the rules are changing, and what we're doing locally matters. And I think because of our our smaller cohort size, Mm -hmm. I'm able to to manage it because really, you know, like San Francisco has an office of cannabis. There's, you know, how many people dedicated and we're a tinier city, so we have to... That's a beast. It's a beast. Yes, San Francisco, (laughs) totally. Yeah. So how, let me ask you, how are you doing here? And if you were to be in any other city, like, are you happy you landed in San Rafael? Uh, There's no other place I'd rather be. Honestly, it's... I, cool. uh, since we've been here, I've completely fallen in love with San Rafael. And like I said, I take the, the smart like train every day. That's, that's how I get back and forth living up in Petaluma. And I love my, like I walk just to, to work and it's, I, I, I've fallen in love with the community. I think it's very, um, uh, accepting of people that de- different demographics, uh, obviously cannabis, um, so that's something that I really appreciate. Colleen? Yeah, you? I think so too. For me, San Rafael has felt like, um, I lived in a different community in Marin before San Rafael, and it feels to me like San Rafael is the most, if the most modern city of the Marin cities. It feels this way right now to me. Um, I Because of our, I lived in the city for 20 years, so I want to see people walk into work, and I want to yeah. see, people, see yeah. people downtown, and I want to see new businesses being able to open and thrive, and the fact that you've embraced us is amazing. I, I think we're, I am so happy, and Good. we got an amazing space, so that Good. helps too. Yeah. No, no, totally. I love my job so much, and yeah. that's part of why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. We also want people, you know, even from people from city council or who work in the government to know we are just regular people here. We're not, I'm a mom and um, the community matters to me and keeping it safe matters to me. So I am happy for people to peel back the kimono a little too and see that we're maybe not what you think we are. I don't know what people always think they are, but I'm sure I can tell some people when they call who they think we are. But (laughs) Well, I I think that, um, again, going back to what we talked about a couple questions ago around your connection with community, right, and creating kind of those different shared experiences. Yes. That it it doesn't need to be what the the kind of the Mm -hmm. Cheech and Chong version of cannabis. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just, I think it's, that's it's a so well-known limited. part of it, exactly. So but a lot of it, a lot of other things exist. Yeah, so. a lot, and it, there's so many things that this plant can do for so many different ailments and people that we're only just beginning to learn what those things are. That's right. So, Absolutely. from again going back to that entrepreneurial space, like how exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I've got to say, it, pioneers. It, it, uh, <laughs> What I lost earlier came back, yeah. oh, good. and oh, good. I it, it goes exactly with what we're kind of been talking about, and uh, I think that it's for all of us, and and you're a part of this. It's we're building this infrastructure, right? This yeah. this industry is brand new, and you know, going back to feeling a, a level of responsibility for education and stuff. I think as an industry, it's easy for people to get upset about the way that the regulations are changing or how how heavily we are regulated. But, you know, it's all about your point of reference and the way that you look at yeah. it. And the way that I look at it is that we have the ability, because we're building this infrastructure, to be a model for all the other industries moving forward, right? We have this, gl- right. there's, a gl- there's, there's uh, sustainable problems, there's, you know, environmental problems, there's all these things that we're, we're facing just as a global, like, family, as a, yeah. a nation, like, all these things. And cannabis, if done right, 
can can be a leader and a model moving forward. And that's one of the reasons why I really appreciate your guys' stance and taking your time and making sure things are happening correctly rather than just saying, hey, no, like we're just we're going to open up adult use like immediately and, and just see how it goes. No, you guys are like slowly rolling it out <laughs> and making sure it's yeah. effective and, and all parties are taking care of the communities well, you yeah. know, like, um, so yeah, I just, I think. We really tried to customize it for San Rafael. And I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, out of the 482 cities, I mean, if you think about it, each one of them is going to have a different customization approach. Yes. They're going to have yep. different ground game and yep. conditions and things that they need to factor in into their ordinances. And sometimes it is hard for cities to innovate yeah. because it is complicated and there's not, I can't tell you how big the boxes of files I have of different things that I've read through to try to glean what would be the best way. Mm -hmm. And what I'm learning is there's no best way. Okay. There's really just <clears throat> an creating a good communication and feedback loop to adjust along the way. Which you absolutely have. That's exactly what you've done. If, oh, thank you. Because yeah, if, if you go for the best, you may feel disappointed because I'm really, it, it's just too new. It's too nascent. There is yep. no perfect. It's just really trying to um, honor all the different factors that go into the recipe of making an ordinance. And when you make rules, there's winners or losers on each side of that rule. So being really thoughtful about mm -hmm. what, why you're putting this in here and what are going to be the impacts. And that was something I definitely took to heart. And I was able to do that because of my connections with the community and understanding their needs and the industry and what you go through and what you're trying to do. And if I could think of one word that would sum up cannabis entrepreneurs, it's adaptable. Like it ah, is pure, yeah, pure yeah, Darwin. Yeah. There, yes, there's, absolutely. there's <laughs> no matter what the hurdle gets thrown at you, <clears throat> you adapt. It's and I've so never experienced that. I have great respect for that. Interesting. Yeah. It comes from a deep desire to be doing this. Yeah. A drive to yeah, do it. Yes, I agree. I have a question about the Marin County. Um, I know that there's talk about, I believe they're even in a process of um, licensees and maybe they've chosen some that they're going to go through. Do you have any communication back and forth with yeah, them? We um, do. Yeah, just yeah, wondered where that. Yeah, um, we um, work closely together, mm -hmm. um, try to assist each other and, and share information. Uh, I believe that they have, they're, they're in the process yes. now and that they have selected um, through uh, a merit-based process, and there was, I believe, also a lottery piece yes, to I it. Yes, I think so, too. And so those applicants now are out searching for their their future home in County Unincorporated. Mm -hmm. And for San Rafael, our jurisdiction is really city limits. Uh -huh. And so that's where you're in, and that's yeah. kind of where ours goes through. I will say I, I they're focused only on delivery, and we kind of expanded past the yes, delivery Yes, that's piece. true. That and seemed that. They, yeah. they weren't, um, it, the, yeah. there weren't manufacturing, yes, yeah. just delivery, which is interesting. That is yeah. interesting. And it could be tied to, you know, kind of what kind of physical space is actually out there and does it make sense and is that kind sure. of activity already occurring. And for us, we do have industrial. We do have similar activity occurring with different products. But yeah. we have lotion makers and we have, and yes. we, yep. we have we lots of, you know, um, food Com uh, companies here, so it it made made sense. We just brought Dovana on our line. I'm so excited! Amazing Albert yes. from Albert Dovana awesome. Delights. Is that right, Dovana Delights? Yeah, yeah. Be the beautiful CBD caramels and and that's 
one of the things that I was so hopeful is that we would be creating a, a group of people who felt connected to help yes. one yes. another. And by you working with one of the local manufacturers and yes. their debut yeah. of their product, yeah. which he's put his heart and soul in, is exactly the type of community yeah. right now that's needed because it can be a big money game and people can get pushed out. It's true. I do really, think those we are artisan friends. craft can get pushed out. We want Absolutely. to be friends. I mean, even friendly competition with the other yeah. delivery services—it's yeah. kind of fun, right? Yeah. I mean, I think we should do. Some, I think we should all bowl against each That's, other somehow. Yeah, we had this idea. We need to, like, to do, do some bowling. like I don't know how to make a fundraiser out of bowling with all the delivery licenses, yeah. but come on, that would be sort of fun. That would be. Right. <laughs> that would be. I'll scorekeep. I'll be the neutral scorekeeper. <laughs> Where do the tax revenues go for all of, uh, or the what are the yeah. plans for all? So of we them? really have only had one um, two-month sure. period of tax yeah. collection. And so far what they've gone to is uh, we have a online kind of like license processing software. Mm -hmm. When you applied, you were able to, to, to utilize all that. So it helps pay for that. Nice. It helps pay for some of the staff time associated mm -hmm. with um, processing the tax. So really, it's been just kind of infrastructure Just pieces. starting. But I think over time, what would be really great to see is it expand into other community yes. needs yes. that is tied Absolutely. with the tax. We so want people to be happy that we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and making those connections with the tax dollars and how it works. So I think I could better answer that if, like, I force you to invite me back and, and I and like a, you know, I, I don't know, a couple quarters from I now, guess. I'll have more information. We may or may not have. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. got yeah. Adult East coming up, so yeah. we're going to have to have a, a recap and just kind of yeah. talk about how that's going. And, so. and, and the differences. I mean, we, we, yeah. we can kind of try to benchmark at mm. least that one collection point to after adult use and what has that done. And I will look for feedback from you yeah. around your sales. And, no question. We're very yeah. curious to see how it'll yeah. change for us too. Yeah. So <clears throat> do you, do you work? Relative, like closely with the BCC and and how does like yeah. where where do you typically find your information and your education and stuff like that? I pretty much go and source it myself. Okay. I will say like I'm on all the listservs that you should be on, and you get the email blasts and the yeah. FAQs, and I read those. And then uh, I'm part of a really good uh, kind of. Uh, policy group where they share different information about cannabis policy up and down the state oh, so nice. that I can kind of keep tabs on what other cities are doing or what refinements they're making, what positions are they taking, how it relates to ours. And that can be through the zoning lens, the licensing lens, or taxation, because mm -hmm. taxation is also important, how your rate is compared to another community and the impacts of that. Sure. And then um, I'm trying to think. I feel for BCC so far, our communication has really been around license verification. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've received this license. Are, are they authorized there? And they've always been really super helpful with that. I think more will it more needs to be defined in the other categories like enforcement and um, you know as the excise tax may change mm -hmm. with certain bills or legislation or watching how the whole temporary license mm -hmm. moving into provisional <laughs> yep. and annual. Yeah. I think that's something that the city and state uh, will need to, 
to have communication on. I always try to be really responsive to the state because I imagine there's a pack, a big like, yeah. stack of applications. I literally picture definitely. them in a room with like exactly yeah, with yeah. papers up to the ceiling, like the IRS. And or if, I, if I can get back to them quick enough, it's like that pile moves and you don't go back to the bottom and then back up. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really try to appreciate them and be responsive when they need a city response. You said something in there that was um, of interest to me that I'm curious about, and that is enforcement. I'm curious as a, you know, we are, there are five licenses of delivery right. service right now in Moran. So technically, because Prop 215 doesn't exist anymore, right. or it's no right. longer. So, it, so, but we are hard by ha hardly the only delivery services operating in sure. Moran. Um and I know it seems that down in Southern California, there's a guy I follow on LinkedIn that talks, they talk about the places that get busted all the yeah. time. It seems to be more like pop-up dispensaries that yeah. go down, yeah. down there. I don't know that even anybody has been, some places have folded, but what do you see as San Rafael's um, future of enforcing that or going, looking at it? Or will, does the state enforce or where does that fall? Or will they always just exist and advertise and they'll always be next to us? I can't imagine it'll always exist and advertise and be next to you. I think I'm really trying to find out what the state, like where do they begin and mm. end and where do we pick up? That, it's interesting to me too. Yeah. And, and that's still under mm. under like it's being defined. I haven't yep. really found a clear answer on that yet mm -hmm. but what I have seen is if we get an enforcement complaint about any kind of unlicensed work mm -hmm. we work with our code enforcement team depending on what you know is being addressed sometimes mm -hmm. police and we'll go and investigate that claim we haven't had too many of those mm -hmm. um, and then we're as good as our city limits that's what we ensure sure. yep. okay and so yeah. I think we'll have to have some good coordination with the county too about what their of course. what their game plan is. Yes, I'm just curious. But yeah, what will the, what will that look like? As as we want to encourage people to move into the comprehensive regulated market, we're that that's going to have to be yes figured out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, I mean, the the black market's been that's just it's it's been horrific for everybody, yeah. you know. And then the problem with it is that you have um, Grandma Sue who knows nothing about cannabis, but she she finds this, you know, company and they're claiming that they ha they do all these things, but sh when she gets the product, it's it's a bad product because it doesn't go through the testing, right? right? Like the black market doesn't have to go through all these stringent regulations and stuff. So it's it's dangerous and it's that's what scares me with moving the market forward and the industry forward sure. is just the um, having something bad happen and then it fall back on the legal industry. Um, I definitely so think more labs... I mean, that's yeah. really the where the eye of the needle is, right? Everything mm. must flow through. Absolutely. Yes. So Absolutely. we need more access to we that. We do. That is one of those. Um, that is. Um, yeah. I often hear it stuck in this. Yeah. I've got. I've got two more weeks. I mean, oftentimes when I am out of a product, it's because of that. It's it's stuck in testing, and there's yeah. nothing else I can do. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I think getting more, um, you know, flow through m more labs is really important. And I also think getting the story out about exactly what you just said, that, you know, this black market product has all these things in it. And I have actually started to see some articles where they take unlicensed product and they do the testing and kind of provide the results oh, versus. Awesome. And I think wow. the more that the public becomes aware of yeah. what those differences are, you kind of want that intrinsic motivation, yep. right? That they're sure. going to realize that 
I am paying a bit more, but it's here's why. Exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah, right. I think that the customer would be, not everyone would know that. So if you don't have a license, that means you can't buy from a licensed right. company. And right. that, that really became in 2018, that's really where things began to separate. You started to yeah. see menus that like, oh God. The great divergence. Yeah, it really was the great divergence. And yeah. there's a few that I can see their websites and um, you're like, wow, I don't yeah. even know where that stuff comes from. And also the the regulated products, I mean, just the packaging, everything is becoming so exquisite. Yes, and it's, there are some beautiful. There's some really interesting things out there. So I imagine over time people are going to want to try that. And so yeah. kind of having that public service announcement education yep. piece about really the differences between the two, I think are really important. Getting people aware and, and motivating them intrinsically to want to make that for yeah. their own health yeah. is really important. And then obviously getting more labs into the space so product can flow more freely through and not get caught up in a, maybe a backlog Yes, is important. <laughs> Especially because some backlog. of the, pro the, the products are perishable. Yep. Yes. Right. Exactly. And and three weeks behind could kill you. You know, you're like, wait, <laughs> I need it out. Right. It's got to go. It's got to go. It's stale. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's, I hope that helps. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. No, you're, no. Okay. it's so great. Okay. I, I think that um, a chance to really sort of just speak is what we yeah. need and what we were hoping for on okay, this podcast good. to, good. you're a unique person and you've been incredibly supportive of us. And I think we really appreciate it. You've been You've given everyone the benefit of the doubt before you start. And that's not always um, the case, right. you know, and when you're coming from this industry. And I work all day with people in the industry, and so I'm often surprised when I step outside. Some people think it's cool what I do, but a lot of people think, like, what the heck? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Or, yeah. or are you just smoking a bong all day or yeah. whatever? So yeah. you gave us a very professional um, yeah. benefit of the doubt, and you've done a great job. Yeah. Thank I you. think, oh, you're, thank you so much. I am so honored to be in this role and be able to help be a steward for, yeah, for the plant. You have for the been plant, for the, for the community, yes. and, and creating a hopefully um, connected group of people in the ecosystem that we help each other out. And we watch this come online in a way that's beneficial. Like everybody rises, right? Yes. Yep. Through it. Yes. That's really the goal. You're on everybody's Absolutely. side. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And trying, you <laughs> know, you're and then just job. staying up on those regs, staying up on those <clears throat> regs are yeah. really important. And compliance. I think if I was to say, gosh, what's one of the biggest challenges right now? It's, it's compliance. It's yeah. It's hard to know all, you know, the areas that you yep. need to we, be up on. We think about it all the time. We're always checking ourselves. Oh, yeah. do we have one of those? Yep, we do. Good. Okay. Oh, shoot. Is that in the glove compartment? Yeah. And making sure. Yeah. yeah. Compliance. Compliance. And I, 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 ideally, I'd love to see kind of like what next to be in, evolved is to be able to offer some kind of like compliance check-ins, right? Friendly things where you're able to get some information where I can maybe cut some of that clutter out for you and say, uh -huh. here are the things that are the top 10 things to pay attention to that we're seeing. And yes. Just that would be helpful. The, Super the, supportive. The noise yeah. and clutter of all you need to know can be a bit overwhelming <laughs> sometimes. Danielle, you said so many so many true things, yep. and especially from not being on the inside. I mean, now I know even more what an ally you are for us yeah. because you get it. <laughs> you really so, do. So much so. And, you know, our journey for San Rafael really started with kind of going back to the fundamentals mm -hmm. of the Cole memo and 
you know, the FinCEN guidelines and kind uh -huh. of what has happened at a federal level for policy progression, what has happened at a state level, mm -hmm. talking about Prop 215, mm -hmm. moving into uh, kind of the legislative approach of regulation, which was the Medical Cannabis Regulation and Safety Act. Mm -hmm. and then, Recursive. Yeah, you know, I was all in on that. Yeah, me too. I had, to, it on yeah. my, I had it on my bar. Go, go into the meetings and yep. writing down and helping understand what are the license types and how they work. Yeah. And then it morphed into Prop yep. 64, and then it moved into Malcarsa, and it's just, it's been a journey. Yeah. And so I'm honored to be on this journey with you, yeah. and that you would invite me yeah. to, to share kind of the, the regulator side of it. And to all of our um, licensee buddies in San Rafael, we're, so, yeah, we're rooting Absolutely. for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, do you have, uh, do you have anything, uh, any, anything for us that you, any uh, extra questions or anything like that? or? Uh, you know, I guess it would be, as a business, a San Rafael business, what what do you think we should be focused on as we move forward and refine? It's a great question. I, you know, I and you don't have to I know yet. I appreciate <laughs> that your your actually that that answer to this is maybe different right this minute than I would have said at the beginning. Yeah. Because I really do appreciate that your you know, in the next year, hoping to just have your hand on all of our backs to make sure that we're all standing yeah. and okay and thriving as San Rafael businesses before you sort of leap ahead. And I think we all really appreciate the adult use part, yeah. <clears throat> again, to get those San Francisco delivery services yeah. out of yeah. our backyard. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, certainly in my mind, having a dispensary, uh, of course, a shop would be really neat. Um, but I do think that we are serving a lot of the population's needs right now. And there are a lot of our customers who wouldn't be able to go to a dispensary. So I'm okay with where you are right okay. now. This feels yeah. really good that you're here to support us and really see us thrive before you want to take the next yeah. step. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. You know, one little interesting observation I'll make about the brick and mortar is in some ways cannabis is the opposite trend right now in that brick and mortar licenses are something people really want and, mm -hmm. and they're hard to come by. But in the retail industry, it's totally transforming and reformatting. And so we're seeing yes. a move away from some of the brick and mortar. So it's just an yes. interesting, it is interesting, you know, that's a good point. I, Who's the future? Yeah. Is it delivery or is it dispensary? I feel like it's probably going to be a mashup of, of both. Do you think that both will continue to exist? I do. Okay. Yeah, but not everybody wants to go into a store, and not everybody yeah. wants to order it online, right? Yeah. Everybody kind of has their, or or they probably want both, where sure. they can pick or choose. I mean, we have customers. Point. We have customers. Um, you know, that range from, I guess, if you want to call them recreational. I mean, I, I, we sort of see all of ours as everybody's just trying to feel better. But, yeah. you know, some people ordering three times a week just to alleviate pain or yeah. to get off opioids. or So I can't imagine them trying to have to hit. That's like having to go to freaking CVS three times a week. Yeah. You know, that's a lot. Yeah. So I think delivery, I hope that delivery stays because it's serving think, a, serving a it population will. for sure. I think it will. And Maybe one last question is, what do you both think about the whole CD or CBD hemp craze right now? It seems like everybody's another time. That is literally a podcast in, yeah. like, in yeah. and of itself. I mean, we're Dan's working on a, um, an article right now, and we're do and researching it as we speak of hemp CBD versus cannabis CBD. I know since I've been 
in the industry, what I've been told. And I want to make sure that all of that is the truth. Um, You know, a lot of the lines um, from things like um, the company I used to be with, we carried a company, Jaden's Juice, and their story specifically addresses the difference between hemp and cannabis CBD and one worked and one didn't. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of, um, in fact, another one or story we just read on Greenflower. Yeah, literally yesterday I just read an article on, on something and it said whole plant, like whole plant CBD versus an isolate CBD could be like a determinant of life or death. Like, yes, it, I mean, it's, yeah. So it's really, it's really, it's really important to like educate and to, to know what you're consuming. And, and, and I think that, um, I guess I won't go that much further into it because yeah. it is a big conversation. Heady. And I, I threw you a curveball. Well, no, I mean, girl, <laughs> we're talking all day. Um, we, uh, I am, I have great concern about the lack of regulation in the CBD. Absolutely. I mean, if it's if it's industrial hemp coming out of China, or was it grown by a, a reputable, sweet, amazing farmer? Yeah. But how do we know at this point? And yeah. the, um, how do we know? How are they tested? And yeah, it could be even more powerful, um, you know, pesticides in there or things that we, that now, that now the cannabis industry is safe with the legal cannabis. How, how is the CBD industry? It concerns me greatly. Well, yeah. Cause a lot of it is imported from China yeah. currently and it's, yeah, in its state. Yeah. That's, yeah. it's most of American CBD is like, it's imported currently. Um, yeah. So I, and I, and I know there are good operators out there and I know there are people who are growing hemp plants who are good people right now. It, it feels that feels like the wild west that and yeah i read an article about it, it was funny one of the guys brought to, um they were like oh some cbd water look at this i got yeah. it at the market yeah. two days later i saw on linkedin a, was it a green flower article or somebody saying hemp cbd could actually hemp cbd water could actually be harmful to you or something so i think that that There's whole area so is so gray in, and yeah. so big and cbd isn't necessarily all the same thing and whole plant extract seems to be the better medicine. So that's, that's said from the, said from the cannabis um, industry, but we're trying to do our research and I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Maybe we need a hemp person in here to talk to us. 100%. Too. Yeah. 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 That might be another, so. another show. But yeah. it does concern me. And even, even my customers who are just starting into this world for the first time, yeah. it can really take three to five products and possibly four to six weeks. And not everybody really wants to face that or can even afford to experiment sure. in that I get you know a, a high CBD product with a little bit of THC that won't make you it's not psychoactive might be you might need three dropperfuls a day to make you feel better but it can take you a few weeks to get there or maybe you need a little bit more of this in there or yeah. that in there and um, I don't know how you put a blanket on CBD and just throw it in a store and say there's no testing on this there's no nothing this is good for you so yeah. that's my concern. So yeah. maybe I ask them. So anyway, you I think Pandora's it's, box. There. Yeah, no, I, I was. Not, I was. Yeah, I. I felt like that's just so new and relevant that mm-hmm. I could yeah. not ask. I'm glad you curious. did. No, Thank it you. Was, it was on my mind. I okay. wanted to. I, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, do you have any thoughts on on that uh, from from your your point of view and as in you know the economic developer and like yeah and do businesses need to come through you like would a hemp well, would a hemp cbd company so need to come through you they're they're not regulated by the bcc sure, yeah. or okay. cdph or cdfa um because you know it it was as part of the farm bill as i understand it, it was declassified yeah. and then the fda has taken an interesting approach and saying you know as long as it's not a food additive or you're making health claims you know mm-hmm. it's not really clear how they're going to interpret it yep. And so 
I feel like this action happened and it's kind of gotten grabbed and people are being creative yeah. and going with oh, it. Oh, the money grab is out for sure, big time. And there's – so our policy addresses and the San Rafael cannabis policy is BCC licenses. I mean, mm. that's kind yep. of what we're focused on. Sure. Uh, this seems evolving and that we need to monitor it, but yeah, I don't think there's clear uniformity on – yeah. how it will be viewed by the different regulatory agencies, certainly at the federal level, and then how it will filter down to the state. Yeah. We kind of have our hands full with just what we have. Yeah, around. yeah. <laughs> well, and we're going to keep talking about it, too, yeah. because it's um, it's curious for us as well. So um, the research that, that yeah. Dan's doing is important right now. What would you say is your um, kind of most popular product right now that you have on your menu? You ready? Why don't we ask our buyer? <laughs> well, right now, Valhalla is, um, the, the Valhalla gummies yeah. are in a super sale right now. So we're, those are flying out the door like crazy. Yeah. Um, I, gummies are a great way for, and a simple way for people to consume. They, yeah, okay. uh, we have a few gummy lines. Of course, our flowers, you yeah. know, our flowers come in and out yeah. of here all the time. Flowers okay. like the cornerstone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And I feel great pride, you know, and I like to hear feedback. This was awesome. This was terrible. Yeah. You know, I want to know what everyone yeah. says. And then we also have a line of cartridges that do really, the heavy okay. hitters cartridges sell like crazy. They've okay. got super high THC levels and lots Those of- Those are kind of the, the three, yeah, the top yeah. three. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I always like to know. Yeah. And the delivery companies have different, you know, um, customer bases. So yeah. it, it changes. Yeah. Certainly. That's yeah. in-house here for sure. That's- Very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good for me to know. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Indeed. Well, the last uh, last thing is just, do you have anything that you would like the community to know, either about just what you're doing, San Rafael, or cannabis-related? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, today was just a great opportunity to kind of explain the history, and I think I don't have anything more to add other than just a thank you. Thank you for being open with us. Thank you for showing up and being present and doing, you know, trying to do the right thing and being good stewards and really taking your place in the community seriously. I really nice. appreciate that. And it helps me feel confident in knowing as we shape regulations that I can rely on good, honest feedback. That's good to you hear. You know, so yeah. that I, I, I think that's it. It's a thank you. And then just to kind of Stay tuned, see how we do, realize that we're trying to figure out this crazy world too. And yeah. some people want it to go faster. Some people think we're going too fast. And, <laughs> you know, hopefully we're, we're kind of right in the middle. Yeah. Is, is <laughs> You're there, great, Danielle. Is there a you. channel for, for uh, you know, community members if, if they have an opinion or if they, you know, to, yeah. Yeah, to, to share things that they're seeing? Is there sure. A... So I, if you go to the city's website, um, www.cityofsanrafael.org backslash cannabis. Mm -hmm. That's the page okay. that you can find my contact information. And I'm always, you're always free to reach out and send me an email about your thoughts of, you know, what you think we should be exploring or concerns that you may have or any questions about the program. I'm available. Okay. That'd awesome. be the best way. And I try to keep that up to date. There's a bit of a milestone kind of um, bullet list to kind of where we've been and where mm. we're going mm -hmm. and some general facts. So I think for people who might be interested in a deeper dive, it's all, it's all there. Okay. I think you're super good at your job, Tim. Yeah, you're crushing it. <laughs> and thank you for coming thank on here today. Thank you so much this for taking the time to do. It's awesome. Thank you so much, yeah, Danielle. Thank you. Awesome. All right.